Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Polar Opposites. I'm your host, Nam's Compendium, and joined with me is my good friend and co-host, That Boy Aqua. Hello. We are back from another one month hiatus. One month? I thought it was longer than that. It might be. <laughs> but I, I'm I was gonna say, I think I'm looking up our episodes right now because I believe this is the first episode since episode number six that is going to be exclusively about a video game. Is that true? Yeah, uh, unless you count the conventions one, we did Pokemon was episode six, and then number seven was about us, eight was about conventions, nine was about the MCU, ten was about Adam, and eleven was about uh, Spider-Man movies. Oh, man. You know, that feels like an eternity ago. Well, it was four months. Our output has not been very good. Our output hasn't been very good because we're busy on our own stuff. You know, I've actually, um, I've gotten some comments on the main channel about that. About what? About people saying, oh, when are you uh, and Aqua going to do another episode of your podcast? Really? Yeah. I never get comments about that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten two. And they were fairly recent. Dope. Well, now now we can say that we're doing it now. Yeah. And actually, speaking of um comments, I, I goofed in the last uh, few episodes. I, I, I would always tell people for the question of the day to, to leave something in the description or, or in the comments. And I didn't read them i'm sorry but on the last episode we we asked what do you value most when it comes to a game is it the presentation uh the story or the gameplay and we got uh one response that says uh like presentation the most because it's fun to just walk around and admire the graphics hmm interesting yes and i think uh i think that's it as far as question of the day goes unless i forgot to mention them on okay so here's a suggested question of the day from r cole that says What's something obscure from your childhood that's become lost media? Hmm. Spider-Man games? All of them? Yeah, it would have to be like some obscure like Flash game type shit. There was this Flash, or I don't know if it was a Flash game, but it was this game um, for the Spider-Man 3 movie on the internet. And it was basically just a quick time event. I know thing. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You oh, fought, man. You fight like Harry and then Sandman and then the, the Venom. Yeah, and I could never beat it because it was so hard. I loved it. I thought it looked so cool as a kid. Yeah, same. And I played it so much leading up to like... I don't know if that came out after the movie. It probably did because now that I think about it, it'd be kind of weird to just spoil. Nah, I, I bet it came mm-hmm. out when the movie was out. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted they wanted to hype kids up. And hyped I was. Yeah, but a lot of those old browser games like are gone. Yeah, and n- never, never to be seen again. Do you remember... Uh... <laughs> It was this Facebook game. I think it was called uh, Downhill Snowboarding. <laughs> it was like Ski Free? Yes, kind of. But I remember I played that a lot. And there was also, what was the one Facebook game where you had like the ninjas? You had a little ninja clan and you could go attack other people? Was it just like Clash of Clans but with ninjas? Yes, but it was before Clash of Clans. I can't remember. And that's why they're lost media. They're even lost to my memory. Speaking of uh, lost media, I got a text from my sister the other day. And she was like, hey, um... I just had a memory, like, I just unlocked a memory from my childhood. Do you remember the game where you used to play as, as like, a puppet and you would fly around and make levels and stuff? I was like, oh, Little Big Planet. She said, yeah, oh, I love that game growing up. And, yeah, it was cool. She had her first bout of gamer nostalgia. <laughs> and just wait till they do the Little Big Planet remake. You play it and you think, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Guys, wait, 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 wait. So, Nick... We gotta we gotta start our, our little podcast off the same way we always do. How are you doing today? Oh, I thought you were gonna say like talk about YouTube. Oh, 
Well, we could talk about YouTube if it's part of how you're doing. That's it's always it's always that. <laughs> okay, talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so big month for us YouTube folk. Noel and I have been hard at work putting out stuff on our own channels, which is why we haven't been recording. Hmm. And for me, I just recently released a um, a little ranking video for every Persona game. And that's been doing pretty well. In four days, I got 35.8 thousand views. Pretty cool. <laughs> and now, like just two hours ago, I put out a compilation of all my old Persona videos. A nice condensed way of just watching all of them if you feel like it. And it's pretty cool. Have you gotten any uh, comments regarding the... Any any anger regarding the compilations? Not anger. I just got like one comment asking, like, oh, like, like, what's like the point? Like, isn't there like a playlist that you can just watch instead? Yes, yes, there is. But, but I actually think the video is the optimal way to do it because there's no sponsorships. No, mm-hmm. no sponsorships. There's in total less ads, just in general. Is there? Yeah, they're spaced out differently. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the same on, on mine there's technically less ads because there's less content now because we're taking out the the sponsorships and and like the outro and intro parts of the video right anyways that's good that's good (laughs) anyways and now i'm having people realize that the video isn't 11 minutes long when they click on it they're thinking it's 11 minutes i just got a thing where some guy said wait this isn't an 11 minute video what Ooh. How are you going to do a series retrospective in 11 minutes? Exactly. Why would I call it the ultimate Persona retrospective It's if it's like 10 minutes long? Like, what am I reflecting on? Persona 1 came out and people liked it. Then we had Persona 2. That's it. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Oh, yeah. So, dude, I, I got this really funny comment. <laughs> it, was, it was a little angry um, and I don't have it with me. But it was basically a guy saying, uh, for context, at the beginning of my compilation, that I I should have said I should have started with that. I, I released an Arkham compilation uh, similar to Nick's, and at the beginning I said, "Hey, I've been reviewing the games for the last like two years. This is a culmination of all that." And yep, it's two years of work. So if you enjoy it, uh, let me know. Yada yada, and you know, have fun. Bye bye. And <laughs> someone commented, "They're like." I, su- I unsubscribed after that intro and then in quotations, Ooh, look at me. I'm a YouTuber and I work hard. Get over yourself. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wasn't even mad. I was just thinking, God, what, <laughs> what, how bad does your day have to be to do that? Like I felt bad because it's so clear that I didn't do anything wrong. He's just having a bad day and taking it out on me. Yeah, like what? A, what you didn't do anything. You just you just gave an intro, and even people were responding. They're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a YouTuber. I have to work hard. <laughs> oh, look, I'm a big, big smart YouTuber, and I work hard every now and then. <laughs> okay, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, but other than that, uh, responses have been kind. And I guess I'll lead into how I'm doing. Uh, I was doing good um, until I... Read that I, I guess I should... No, no, no. I Until I had to let my sister in because my dog was going rabid and she got slobber all over my bare leg. Oh, right. Because I was in a towel. And so now I feel kind of disgusting and I'm probably going to take another shower after this uh, after this episode. And so I, um, I've been in the swing of finals, so I have been very busy. I've been drinking a few more energy drinks than I probably should. I, in fact, have one on my desk right now. It is the Root Beer Energy from Beaver Buzz. 
And I like drinking Beaver Buzz because it makes me feel like I can call it pussy juice. And that is very funny to me. Hmm? That's rancid. That's... I got some root beer flavored pussy juice on the, on the desk right now. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> and yeah, I've been drinking copious amounts of uh, Pepsi, uh, Pepsi Zero or Pepsi Max, whatever it's called. And I even, I've been staying up to like 5 or 6 a.m. every night. It's been really bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's because I, I noticed because you talk to me then. You still yeah, send normally me I'm in bed. at like 5 in the morning. And it's because like people every... All my friends, they get off at 2 a.m. or something like that. And so I'll I'll get my work done. And then I hit that point of the night where I don't feel like going to bed because I haven't gamed yet. I don't <laughs> want to game when I'm fully awake and when I'm in the middle of the day because I feel like I should be doing work. You know, today I've been editing a Web of Shadows video or finishing up the editing. Our, our lovely friend Sean has been editing it uh, for me. But I've been putting the finishing touches on it. And after that, I'm going to start a paper that is needs to be 12 pages it's due in nine days so i'm you know a little under the gun for that one and once i get to the end of the once i get to like 2 or 3 a.m i think okay well i'm too tired to work because then i get to that point where i'm just bagged right Uh but i don't want to go to bed because i haven't gamed yet i want to do some gaming there's tons of games i want to play miles morales just came out i've been loving that uh modern warfare 2 came out i've been hating that but playing it anyways fortnite fortnite's fun and so I, I then I just end up playing games for about an hour or two, and then I hit the hay. And then I wake up at like 11 o'clock the next day. So almost every day this week, I've been going on like five or six hours of sleep, where it's enough for me to feel kind of tired throughout the day, but not enough to take me out. And let's just say last night, it took me out. Last night, I got a lot of work done, but I was really, really tired. And I set my alarm for 11.45 today. And I may or may not have slept through it. And I woke up at around 2.45 p.m. Now, here's the kicker. I need to be out of the house tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. And I don't don't know how I'm going to get to sleep at a reasonable time tonight. And I'm one of those people. I've I've realized something when I, uh, as I've met people, is there are people that in order to, not to survive, but to function on a regular basis, that people either need to sleep or eat. Some people could go the entire day without eating and they'll be fine. They'll be hungry, but they'll they'll be able to function. And some people, if they don't get their full eight hours, they can't function. The people who need to eat, they can just say fuck it and get up at, you know, after three hours and they'll be okay. And vice versa if you are one of the sleeping people. So I'm one of the sleeping people. I need at least six hours to be functional. Anything before that or anything under that threshold, I, I'm a zombie all day. So I don't know how I'm going to get at least six hours tonight because I'm just not going to be tired and I won't fall asleep. And I have trouble sleeping as it is. So I I just, I already know tomorrow is going to be an L. (laughs) I'm not happy. But other than that, I think that's, that's about it as far as stuff that's been happening. I feel as though I'm missing something, but probably not. As far as major events that have happened in the last, (laughs) in the last few weeks, uh, me and Nick, we got our very anticipated release, which is Sonic Frontiers, yes. the new Sonic the Hedgehog game, and the, the subject of today's episode. The subject of today's episode. November has been a very packed month for games. It has. It usually is. We got God of War, uh, Pokemon, the new one just came out. But out of all of that, what I was looking forward to the most, the only one that I actually wanted to play was our good old pal Sonic the Hedgehog. This is like 
the peak, the closure of that <laughs> very small discussion we had when we made that Sonic podcast episode like so long ago. Yes. And what's funny is that I was actually, I was probably more excited to play Sonic Frontiers than I was to play Gotham Knights, <laughs> which I think says a lot given that I'm like such a massive Batman fan. Gotham Knights looked pretty unflattering when they showed it. I'm going to keep it real with you. I think Gotham Knights gets significantly better after the first, like, you know, after the introduction. And how long is the introduction? So here's the thing. When I say introduction, I mean, like, the first act-ish. It's, like, the first five hours. And so (laughs) I'm I'm making a video on Gotham Knights, and that's kind of one of my big gripes, is that the game does get very good. Now that I'm in the endgame, I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. But there's so many shitty parts in the first five hours and things like there's a bunch of factions in the game and the first one that you'll be dealing with is the most annoying and cringeworthy one it's the one you've seen all the posts about online where they're you you sneak up behind they're called the freaks and one of their dialogue lines is they're burning stuff down he's like i'm the ceo of lighting things on fire (laughs) and that kind of shit (laughs) <laughs> that's st- they lead with that um they immediately put you into the bat cycle and it's like if you know anything about arkham knight you know that batman fans don't like vehicles why would you throw that in into the opening 15 20 minutes i, I don't understand uh and every character in the game starts at the same base point every you can play as four different characters and they all start the same but once you get around five to ten hours in they become increasingly different from each other and then become more uh, skilled in certain areas. And so not only are you going to be building characters to excel in a certain uh, area, characters will naturally excel in certain scenarios as well. And so when you approach a level, it's not just what gear do I want, it's what character do I want? Because this character, say it's it's a stealth level, you think, okay, well, Robin, he's a stealth guy. And he has all of these abilities that can help him stay in stealth and do more damage in stealth. And there's things like, Batgirl is the one-on-one character. So you think, okay, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a boss fight here. I'm going to swap to Batgirl because in one-on-ones, Batgirl's a fucking animal. It's it, it's crazy. She's busted. But yeah, like there's stuff like that and it, it gets really fun, but they just kind of put their worst foot forward. And I think that's probably what killed the game for a lot of people. And I can't blame people for not wanting to get past the first five hours because the first five hours is a grind. Anyways, I was more excited to play Sonic Frontiers because I knew that we'd be playing it together, and we did. We played the first uh, two hours together. Played the first, like, ten minutes before Discord died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, yeah, Discord crashed and the servers went down. But, all right, so um, we should get something out of the way quickly. I This is a bit indicative of my thoughts. I haven't finished Sonic Frontiers. Uh, Nick, you have finished it, right? I've finished it um, 100%. I have all the all the chivos on steam and i actually have a second file that's halfway through and what would you give what completionist rating would you give the game i think i give this my completionist rating of finish it like really i like it i, I, like I, it. I think it's good i was expecting a finipede it no i wouldn't say okay. finipede it because fucking <laughs> only because actually upgrading one of the stats is the most tedious thing ever it is horrible upgrading your ring count and your speed cap because you can only do it in increments of one. And I think the speed cap is really, really stupid. What do you mean? Well, I, should we should we just like get into it? Yeah. Okay. It. So the the speed count increases your boost and just overall moving speed, right? Yeah. 
But if you collect the maximum number of coins, you get this, uh, your eyes light up blue, and I, I don't know what you'd call it, but you get super speed, basically. You go really fast. Mm -hmm. That super speed does not increase when you increase your speed. No, it does. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, because I was reading online that it doesn't. Once you have max speed, it is night and day. Really? It is significantly faster, and when you Including have max speed, yeah, um, you always have the super boost unlocked. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's that's convenient. Okay, then then never mind. I still would then say that uh, I would agree that it's a little annoying to level up. Is it annoying to max it out? Because I haven't noticed it's too bad to level that stuff up. I think I'm level like twenty. Getting the stuff needed to level it up is no problem at all, but. The act of increasing the stat is so fucking tedious. Oh, yeah, because you can't, like, you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to talk to someone, they say a bunch of dialogue, and you can't, like, blast through it. Yeah. And then it's, increase my speed, big animation, talk to them again, and yeah, yeah, you're right. You can't just do it over and over. I have, um, I recorded that first playthrough because I'm still torn whether or not I want to make a video relating to that game or not. <laughs> and... I have the footage of me upgrading that stat like from whatever it was to the max with the ring count and the speed cap and it took fucking 20 minutes <laughs> of just clicking the same menu, uh -oh. clicking the same button because there's a delay and it's like, huh? Just, uh, you know, you can fix this in like a second. Just make it so upgrade max. Yes, there we go. We're going to seem like such nitpicking assholes because this is the first criticism we bring up. No, the game. I don't give a shit. It is bad, though. It, it is like, so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you feel about the movement of the game in the open world? Control-wise, in the open world, I'm going to preface this by saying the open world, I think it controls really well. Mm -hmm. We played on the default settings, except for top speed. We turned that all the way up. I know both you and I did that. Yeah. I also eventually changed my camera to be closer to Sonic. Oh, I didn't do that. Um, yeah, I, I, I did that like after four hours or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think. think I oh, sorry. No, I, I thought you were done. So I was going, but oh. if you have more, go for it. Yeah, I think in the open area, just sort of running around, it feels really good. I think it's the best it's felt in like 20 years. Yep. Because usually for the most part. Yeah, because like the other boost games, because they're designed in a way that make like it's always about the forward momentum, forward speed. Mm hmm. So it's like taking it slow. Obviously, it's like he has high acceleration to get back to that speed. So it feels really weird. But now they have essentially two states. There's just like your normal, normal walking around speed and your sprinting speed, basically. Yep. And I think it feels perfect. Perfectly Similar fine. Similar to hit game Sonic Lost World. Hit, hit game Sonic Lost World. Yeah, exactly. Except like better. <laughs> Yeah, I played Lost World uh, for a few hours in anticipation of Frontiers, and what a fucking awful game. Actually, it's not even bad. It's just boring. It's worse. This is really dull. But continue. They have the drop dash from Mania, except now in the 3D open area. And I think it's a lot more useful than people give it credit for, but it still feels kind of weird. I couldn't figure it out. Like I, I would feel like I'd do it, and sometimes it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't. And yet I'd be doing the same action. I felt like it was a little finicky, but, and I haven't found any actual uses for it, so I'm probably of the crowd who doesn't think it's very useful, but that's okay. Like, the most use I've found is that it actually, it's faster to do that going downhill than boosting. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Like, the drop dash is faster. That's good. And I think it's like that everywhere in the game, too. 
Like, if you can find a spot to do the drop dash, it's faster. Aside from, like, a maxed out speed Sonic or something. So, my thoughts on the open world is that the movement is very good, especially at top speed. To the point where I'd say, once once you go at top speed, you don't want to go at anything below that. And so, unfortunately, that means, say I do get hit, I just sit there running in circles, doing, um, what's the blue light thing where you draw a trail, and if you close it's it, called some rings the side loop. The side loop, yes. I just do the side loop for about 30 seconds until I get max rings again, and then I continue on my journey. You know, I didn't know that's how it worked. I, th- I thought it was random if you'd get rings. Well, it's weird. You can get fucking, like, actual objectives from doing that shit. I've gotten a gear once from it. Yeah. It, I, I don't understand. <laughs> and it's all in, like, the same spot. Yeah, like, you can just go in circles, and, like, I would get tokens to talk to a character. I would get rings i get skill points i've gotten gears i haven't got or maybe i got a key i I either got a gear or a key i know there's spots where you can find keys but those are like marked with like the question mark thing yeah there's just i I thought it was really funny like i was just spinning around i thought maybe i won the lottery (laughs) maybe there's a super low chance you can do it um but anyways i'd get back to the top speed and then i'd get going again i think the only issue i struggled with is i would hit what felt like the tiniest pebble and it would just send Sonic fucking skyward. <laughs> and then when you're in the air, like then the air tricks start and you're like, Oh God, now you're fumbling around. It, it, that to me felt like a pain in the ass. You know, it's funny. What? Um, I actually the opposite because I rarely could get launched from ramps unless they were like the dash panel ramps. I found, yeah, that's so weird. Cause I thought it was like the opposite. I would get launched off shit all the time. And, and that's fine. Like I think, there were many points where I really like traversing, what's it called? The, the big mountains. Uh, there's a lot of caverns in the second world, uh, the desert. And to get up one of the, the, to get up one of those massive mountains, instead of going around, sorry, I just cracked my knuckles. I, I <laughs> so, would- It's not like just broke an object in a Lego game. <laughs> That's what my keyboard sounds like. <laughs> and instead of going around or going up the path, I would just slam into the wall at like this curve and then jump right before and it would just shoot me straight up and then i boost in the air to shoot myself forward love that that was so cool and i I love like making use of the environment like that a hill can be turned into a ramp if you hit it at the right angle and you can use that to access new areas And and i like that there are some dedicated means of reaching certain areas on the map but if you get creative you can get there through a bunch of unorthodox means i like that a lot the only, I, oh sorry. I was with the ads like there's a couple times where I could get like some finicky boost stuff to work like that, but for most of the time I felt like I was like magnetized to the ground. I think in some case, like, I think that works because when there's rolling hills, you don't want to hit the top of a hill and then immediately blast off. I don't think yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah, but there was like some parts where like you got you kind of go off the side of something, but rather than like flying off of it. He's just, like, stuck to the wall. You just, like, go fucking face first down into the water. Huh. It's really strange, like, the stuff they actually let you run off of. I don't know. So I should explain where I stopped playing the game, because I think this will inform my my opinion, or it'll inform you guys of where my opinion is coming from. I I played the first uh, area, which is just grass. I I don't want to say green hills, because it's not, it doesn't look like green hill, but that's what it is. It's, like, a bunch of green rolling hills. And I found that to be a decent enough area. I love speeding through the grass and seeing all the blades get pushed out of the way. 
I, I love that. And I thought it was an interesting area, but I thought it was a little easy. Um, I played on hard difficulty with Nick and I felt like most of the bosses were pretty easy and a lot of the challenges were kind of not challenges. There were things like, oh, walk on the tile board to reveal more of the map. Or it was, hey, do this, get from point A to B in one minute and it would take 10 seconds to get there. Or it would be defeat this boss by running up its side and punching it a bunch. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it's the first level. What are you going to do? I'm not, I'm not going to ask for some crazy hard shit. But then I got to the second level, and this is a personal bias I have, and I, I don't really care if it's unreasonable because I'm not trying to... I should explain, at least from my perspective, I'm not get, uh, presenting this as a formal review necessarily uh, because I haven't finished the game, and so I think it invalidates some of my feelings to an extent. Um, and so um, this is not me trying to get on some critique shit, but I, I cannot stand when... I can't stand the desert theme. I don't like when, and I find this in platformers all the fucking time, and it's so annoying. Every Mario game you play, the first first world is always grass and, and and dirt, and that's fine. And then the second one is always a fucking desert. Desert levels are worse than sewer levels. They're um. awful and they're boring. And in Sonic Frontiers, it's especially boring, and it's and it's just as fucking easy. And so it was like, I got out of what I felt like was the tutorial area, and then I go into the most bland-ass looking place, and it's just sand everywhere. Sand is so fucking boring, right? So what you're saying is, Assassin's Creed Origins is your least favorite game? I think aesthetically, I, I can't stand the desert, but at least Assassin's Creed Origins has things to make it more, uh, uh, what's it called, appealing. It at least has towns. You know, it, it has um, really nice... Oasis's Oasi, uh, whatever you want to call it, and, and there's more intrigue with stuff like uh, Origins. And Origins, obviously, the entire game isn't just running around the map. There's stuff that you're actually doing, and there's more stuff for me to get engaged with. But yes, I would say that aesthetically, Origins is the worst. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and th so this is not exclusive to Sonic. Th this is why I'm not trying to say this is a criticism of the game necessarily. I do think the second world in the game fucking sucks, but that's we'll get into that. But I'm just saying aesthetically. Desert levels are so fucking boring. They're so boring. You can't do s cool things with sand for the most part. And I, and I think going from the the first world, which to, in my eyes was a little bland, but it was like, oh, it's the opening, right? It's the you're setting the you're setting the foundation. You don't want to just jump the shark, right? Mm -hmm. World two though, it should have been something more interesting than, especially with Sonic. There's so many cool uh, areas that you could go to. Especially given the whole cyberspace thing, you could you could have really manipulated the cyberspace to work in favor of the worlds. Have have a world set in uh, is it uh, what's the city from City Escape, uh, whatever it's called. You you could be in that city, or you could have a world set in Sky Garden. That's that's much more platforming based because there's too many ways where you could just fall off the map. You could have an entire segment underwater. Have like an underwater dome that you go to. Maybe they do this in the game. I don't know. I haven't looked at the other worlds. But I, I just think, why would you go in, especially when there's only five levels? You know what I mean? And <laughs> when I go into that, when I go into that second out of the fifth world, and I, go, and I think, oh my God, they're doing a desert level? Where are they going to... And I'm only assuming they're going to do a fucking volcano level. Like, do, is there a volcano world? That's the third one. Yeah, what a fucking, what a bland ass game. Every fucking platformer does it. They have the volcano level. Volcanoes are fucking boring too. Oh my way, God. 
You said there's you're, you're five. Fucking, you're joking, right? Huh? You're you're joking that there's that there's a fucking volcano level? No, that's the third one. Please tell me it's like somewhat interesting. Like visually, no. It's actually like probably the most boring one. Oh my god, it just gets worse. What the fuck? Oh man, I'm glad I stopped. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say about five worlds? You s- there's actually not. There's not five. How how many are there? There's actually four. Is the fifth one just like boss room then? No, it's like the fourth one you go to is like I like to call it Lore Island. Oh no. Because it's basically just so the first area is pretty small, right? Yeah. That's because the upper area of the map is the fourth area. But it's what it's do you like mean? like above it, the like waterfall? The, like behind the waterfall there's like another area, but it's mostly just story shit because there's you just activate a bunch of these towers, right? Yeah. And then you go to the last area afterwards. And the last area is the fifth one. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> the gulf. <laughs> What's the f- what's the theme of the fifth one, Nick? It's just another take on like the grassy shit. And is that the same with the fourth one? Yeah, kind of. Except oh there's like God. those huge ass towers. What the fuck? That's so fucking boring. That I'm I'm so mad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to to sound like I'm shitting on the game, but I was literally saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe after the desert, it's gonna get better. And I, I I'm like, I just scratched my head and I just saw a few hairs fall out. I'm, lo- I'm, lo- I'm actually molding right now. Oh my god. Well, a- anyways, I I think the world uh aesthetically is is fine in the first one, boring as fuck in the second one, and it's probably pretty fucking boring in the third one as well. And I just think it, it's fine. I think it also makes it worse for me then that the desert is effectively a quarter of the game, especially because it's bigger than the first world. And maybe but I I'd- think to me, yeah. That despite the aesthetics being kind of bland, I actually enjoy the uh, the loop that it has, the gameplay loop of those areas. Are you talking like you get there, you don't know where anything everything anything is, so you uh you, you just run around, you discover things, you unlock a bit more of the not yeah, unlock, but like, you clear more of the I don't really give map. a shit about how it looks as long as I'm like doing something that I think is interesting. Okay. And I actually do have a lot of fun just sort of running around doing what I can. Because something that Sonic Frontiers does, which I greatly appreciate, is that despite how slapdash it might look, everything's actually very considered. Because once you finish one sort of micro-challenge or obstacle course or, like, enemy encounter, whatever, you're put in a position where something else to do is either right in front of you or, like, a little bit off to, like, a different direction. Mm Mm-hmm. I notice this especially with, like, the obstacle courses. That's what I like to call those, like, little challenges. Where you flip the hourglass? No, not the hourglass one. The, um, like, you know how you do, like, a tiny little thing? You get, like, a token for, like, the characters? Yeah. I like to call those obstacle courses. Okay, okay. You do one of those, and, like, they usually end with, like, a spring or, like, a dash panel or, like, a ring that sends you somewhere. And it's always in the direction of either another one of those, a, a cyberspace gate... One of those, like, map-fulfilling challenges or an enemy. Like, they always try to put you in a position where you can do something. Which is why I think of the gameplay less as, like, these distinct factors and more so as this one whole. Aside from cyberspace, which I will talk about in a second. I also like that, say I want to beeline a certain objective. Because uh, when you unlock parts of the map, it tells you where the bosses are. And I like to go for the bosses. So, mm-hmm. while I'm on the way, 
to go to a boss, I usually end up collecting a few of those on the way. And so it makes the journey to wherever you're trying to go. Even, I mean, it's a Sonic game. The, the journey is a fucking 10 seconds, but um, it, it still makes it entertaining and I'm still doing something. You're encouraged to do more than just like run directly towards the boss. Yeah. But it's like, even if that's what you want to do, you can still make that fun. There's still like grinds and loops that lead to rewards. And and it's Frontiers is a very easy game to get sidetracked with. I did that all the time. Because yeah. I'm like a stupid, like, ooh, shiny kind of monkey when I play <laughs> games. And I'll be like, okay, I need to go talk to Amy. Wait a minute, what's that? And then I go the other direction and then I loop her. And next thing I know, it's like, by the time I finished all the story stuff for the first uh, area, I actually had it at 98% completion. And, and it wasn't, I wasn't trying to, it was just, oh, let me go see what that's about. Oh, well, you know what? I can I can get this little coin here, or not coin, uh, the token here. Well, it's, it's you know, it's, it'll take like 10 seconds. Let me just go out of my way. And that just, just did that over and over again. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. Well, we had some struggles with the first two cyberspace levels. Do they ever reach that level of difficulty? Nope. Okay, because every cyberspace level I've done has been a five-minute tangent at most, aside from those first two levels, and I don't know why. The cyberspace? Like, do you want to just talk about cyberspace? Um, Can we finish off the open world quickly and talk about okay. the bosses in the open world? Do you want to talk about like the boss bosses or just like the the, the enemy bosses? The mini the mini bosses okay. that you can just because I think they're fucking atrocious. Most really, yeah. I think only one of them I would call bad. Well, okay, so let's start with the tower. That's the guy with the three legs. He slams or hands. He slams yeah. his hand down. You yeah, you they go call that it. one. I think it's called a sure or something. Oh yeah, Ashura. And so I I think that one's fine. It just gets uh I, I think it's just boring, but it's also like that's the first boss. I think it's like second boss you encounter, whatever. And then I think the boss where you have to run along his it's like a dragon kind of thing, and you run along his grid to get to him. You have to get to the Yeah, I yeah, yeah in, in the first world. I think that one's okay. I think the only thing I don't like about that is your speed feels scripted. I would have max it's... boost and when I'm going, it, he's just like outrunning me somehow. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that because then I, <laughs> and it's not even that they're doing it for attack reasons. Sometimes it's just 30 seconds of him not attacking and me just holding R2, hoping I can fucking catch up to him to get a hit in. And, and so I, I don't, I didn't enjoy that part. Mm -hmm. uh, then this, so this is, I'm realizing the desert is just compounding all my fucking, all the things I hate. Um, <laughs> the, the first boss in the desert, I think it's called the Strider. It's the one with the rings. Yeah. Awful. Really? Terribly designed boss. Really? I think getting up to him, is you jump on a, a platform, you hold R2 to, mm -hmm. to circle it. Uh, then it sends you to the other platform automatically. You hold R2 again, very in-depth mechanics. And then you get on to the three big rings. And for those who aren't familiar with it, as you circle these rings, you have to circle the ring to uh, break his defenses or something. I don't know. Um, it doesn't really matter why. The point is you have, to, you have to circle his three rings. But as you circle the first one, he starts sending out a electric volt that'll run along the rings to that you have to dodge and so you can dodge it by swapping to a different ring or i think jumping might work and i usually just swap around but the issue i take is that sometimes these volts will change direction and at other times they will jump from one uh ring to the other and there's sometimes especially like at the later stage of the boss there's like four of them on screen at once and i 
there's i don't know if it's it might be a me issue i have problems with depth perception just in general but i can never fucking tell which ring it's on until it's too late <laughs> and then at that point i just get knocked off and then i gotta do the whole bullshit again and now i gotta do it slower because i don't have my boost anymore because i took a hit and i just found it boring as fuck i can't I, I i can at least excuse it because it might just be a skill issue i don't know i'm gonna say skill issue okay because you can't jump them well, okay, but the issue is that I can't see it. That's what I mean. I, I feel like I, I don't... It's not that I'm having trouble uh, like mechanically with it. It's just I can't differentiate what's po- what pole it's on until too late, and I find that frustrating. Hmm. Um, And then there's the shark, and the okay. shark is just boring as fuck. The shark, I think, is the worst enemy in the game. Absolutely. It is boring. It it's is a, like... Yeah, sorry, I'll let you discuss it. It's like upwards of like a minute of just quick time events. And then, like, it lets you hit it, but if you don't kill it then, you have to do the quick time event over again. Yeah. And that is the worst... I think that is the worst fight in the game. I think that's fucking awful. I also find that the quick time events... Um, <laughs> did you experience that sometimes, in order to get the quick time event to complete, you had to hit the button, like, a few times? No. Okay. So, maybe this is an issue with uh, my controller or something, but it, w- it would be like... I found the quick time event only worked because it pops up on screen and it tells you the direction and it would only work when I pushed it in that direction like three or four times. Are you pushing it or are you holding it? I'm pushing. Do I have to hold? You have to hold it. Okay, that's probably what it is then. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the shark is, is just boring. The shark and, is fucking awful. It is just not fun. And, and I think that applies to a few of the bosses and maybe this gets better as you get into the other worlds, but I feel like a lot of bosses are just like that, where they're kind of boring uh, quick time events or it's just circling a ring. And then it, it's basically, you have to complete a very basic task, which usually involves going fast and dodging something, uh, i.e. you're running along the track and you're dodging the um, projectiles that a boss throws at you, or you're going along rings and dodging those projectiles, or you're doing a quick time event while holding the tail of a shark to dodge the projectiles you put, or the dodge the mines he puts in the sand. And, then it transitions into the boss is stunned and just sits there for for like 20 seconds. A lot of them have alive. defense phase and attack phase where it's like defense phase is you just avoiding shit and then attack phase is now it's your turn to do something. Yeah. And so I, I find that uh, it didn't always lead to a super fun encounter. Oh, the one boss I did like in the desert, uh, it's it's when you're in like a boxing ring with them. Yeah. And you have to circle him, and then you have to bounce him into the thing. And I think the reason why you might like that one more is because you're in control of its pacing. Yes, I love that one. Because then if I'm good enough, I can, like Sonic, go fast. I like that. Mm-hmm. That, that was probably my favorite boss. I only found it once, though, so far. <laughs> There's a couple of each fight in every area. And I think they respawn. Like, once you kill one, another one spawns in a different area. Um, they actually all spawn at the same time, and once you really? beat them, you have to wait until the game does its day-night transition for them to come back. Oh, like the Blood Moon? Yeah. Yeah. I. I so, <laughs> can you explain how the uh, slot machine works in the Blood Moon? I never understood it. I just collected the bits, and it gave me coins for fishing. And Honestly, the slot ended. machine thing is basically just that. You just grab shit, and then, like, you kind of just hope it lands on <laughs> a slot. <laughs> I wasn't even hoping, though. Like, I wouldn't pay attention to it. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, I'd be like, congrats, you got 300 coins. It's, it's like, like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I didn't care much for the fishing. Um, But this is, oh, dude, I'm going to get hate for this. I'm not much of a not much of a fisher. I like the fishing in, in this game. If only because... In any um, game, I don't like fishing. I don't care about it. 
So that's just like a subjective, like I I didn't really try it. The, oh my God, the, sorry, the fishing music. And actually the music throughout most of the game is, is excellent. The fishing music is so good. It is peak video essay lo-fi. Yeah. But just every every song I heard in the game, loved. Um, what's the, uh, is it Sky Garden, the really hard cyberspace one? That's Sky Sanctuary. The, um, they Sky actually Sanctuary. all have their own song. Yeah. That Dude, one was Sky's... 1-2. Yeah, 1-2 was hard as nails, but the music was so good. Such a good song. I love that song. Uh-huh. It's And they they're all really good. Yeah, so far they're they're all amazing. So, do we want to transition and talk about cyberspace? Um, I want to talk about those enemies again real quick because I can oh, yeah, give I perspective on yeah. since I've beaten the game, I can just tell you what the rest of them are. And you're better and stronger than me. I'm better, stronger, faster. I'm also gonna shit on your critique of the Strider real quick because <laughs> you mentioned how like you have to fill up those two rings at the start. Those are just to teach you how it works. Okay, I don't need to be taught on the fifth time fighting the boss, so. And I yeah, think it's but there's a chance that that first time can be anywhere and it also takes like a second. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that it would be pretty easy to jump on the rings of the boss and to see it light up blue as you trail behind it. Considering that the side loop mechanic is all about finishing a blue circle, if you as the player have not picked up that when you see a blue line you should try and connect it to its other end, I I think that's on you. But you this is also a children's game. I think we have to put that into perspective. Kids are smart. Yeah, kids are smart, but you're also a grown man. You can't beat the Strider. I, I did beat the Strider, actually. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy myself. It's gonna do, it's gonna do. I literally, no, dude, this is like, I, I think that it's just needless tedium. I'd say that there are tedious parts in this game, but I wouldn't say that's tedious. I think I think that part is, it super is. You, you don't find it annoying after, again, it's like you're fighting this boss probably five times throughout the world. You, you, don't, you didn't at one point think like, God, I wish I could just skip the ring part or skip the the first two rings and just get to the to the main part no because it takes like a second but it's an unnecessary second you can also skip it if you really want to like that you, you can make a jump onto that i guess i haven't found a way to do that then in which case skill issue but um later enemies anyways they do follow that attack defense thing that i mentioned the phases but yeah. there is one later like you know how there was one at the start where you had to run across the um like its bridge that it makes while chasing it. Yeah, that's the dragon one that I was talking about. Yeah, they that's do probably a better way of describing it. <laughs> they do another take on it later on the third area, but they make it a bit more interesting. Okay. Because it's you're on rails, like on actual rails. Ooh. And, and it's creating the rails. It's creating the rails. You oh, jump between rails while also dodging its attacks, but there's also rails that are lit up that refill your boost. Ooh. So it is about managing your boost. It's still not that hard, but it still is more interactive. You're bringing me back to uh you're bringing me back onto your side here, Nick. Yeah. There's also uh, remember that like I think it was called the ninja in the first area? Yep. I they think it do... was the first mini boss you fight, isn't it? Yeah, they do bring yeah. those back later and they do have more attacks. Yeah, those were kind of fun, but I think the parry is so forgiving that that the fight parry... plays itself. The parry. Did you know you can just hold it? Yeah, that's what I mean. The the parry <laughs> makes the fight play itself. The parry is so unbelievably broken that it like kind of kills the game, like the the battle system. I think they should just adjust the timings based on difficulty. Like I feel like if you're on hard mode, it should be an actual parry. On normal, make it pretty forgiving, and then on easy, just make it a hold thing. Yeah, just like do what 
weird comparison what silent hill does where it has like an action difficulty like how hard do you want to make the combat and i find it strange because it's like it's not even a parry at that point it's like it's just guarding it's a guard that makes you fully invincible and gives you an insane bonus yeah because it, it does it charge up your combo when you parry it stuns them and it gives you a parry attack oh yeah that's right the parry attack is wild oh and when you build up your combo and you can do the phantom attack that looks great they give you all these sick looking moves but an issue i had on my first playthrough was that upgrades the the attack upgrades make enemies so easy to kill that you won't really need to use most of the moves i also find that most of the moves do a similar amount of damage to each other so it's more just like a visual variation they do scale later oh really yeah there are moves that do way more damage than others later shit there's like uh, this one where he does like a somersault kick. That's pretty cool. There's I like the a... one where he does a spin. It's like mid combo. You press A or X. Yeah, you hold X to do a spin. There's a variation on that where if you hold A instead, it deals more damage. It's awesome. There's like you can press Y in the middle of a combo and you'll do an instant loop that can serve as a launcher. My God. They give you all these like really cool, cool tools that can be used to like do fucking combo mads. But enemies die in, like, two hits when you, like, upgrade your stats, so it's, like, pointless. Yeah, it's, like, the basic enemies around the map are, like, a road bump. Yeah. And and it's the bosses where you get to actually use your moves. And we didn't talk about this. The, I think the animations in the game look great, especially some of the combat animations. It's a f- It looks like you're playing an anime. Mm-hmm. So the Phantom Rush, where he's just, like, bouncing from every angle. I love the way that looks. Yeah. And it's only in this second playthrough where I'm not upgrading any of those stats where I'm actually finding a use for some of these moves. And I kind of wish that the attack buffs weren't there because playing the game with like no stats is probably like the best, like aside from speed, obviously, is like probably the best way to go about it. Does, do you think. think it exacerbates other issues like the shark because you can't kill the shark in one go and then you have to do the whole minute of quick time events again? I think if you have enough of the moves, you can't still kill it in one cycle. But okay, having all of like the upgrades anyways, like being able to like, <laughs> it's essentially saying like, oh, you get this, the, the bad parts, you play them less because you kill them instantly. But it's still like, uh, it's, I still find it to be an issue. I either wish the upgrades weren't there or enemies just had more health. Yeah, but it seems like a running theme throughout the game is that it is very, very easy. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, as you said, it is a kid's game. So, I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm not expecting it to, to kick our ass. But I, I think if you're going to go for a game that is easy, I think you got to... They, they needed to dial up the spectacle more. Um, because then it can kind of distract me away from the fact that I'm just pressing square a lot. Um, I.e. one of the first, like, actual bosses in the game at the end of the first world. I just smacked my desk. I'm so sorry. What? I was just about to mention that. Uh, it, it's, like super easy in fact i'd say it's brain dead but it's so cool the whole set piece is amazing and so you just don't think about it and you don't care all those bosses are the best part of the game i yeah it does not surprise me those bosses okay i guess we'll just get into it now get into it titans dude (laughs) they knew they knew they had something going every single one of them has their own battle theme oh They, they change up the way it works the second one is totally different. Like you fly after a guy and it takes place across the entire map. Mm. There's the third one has like a shield that like you ride into, like he throws like a spinning disc or whatever. 
and you can like trail it back into him. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it's like pretty simple and it's not that hard because the whole point of supersonic is that he's invincible. So it's really just like how fast can you beat him? But it is so visually incredible. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is hype. Like the presentation is great. (laughs) The only issue is that if you do like max out your stats, like your attack stats, you can like kill them instantly too. Like the last, (laughs) the last one you fight, I went into with max stats and the one parry attack actually killed it. Oh man. It was so sad. And then the actual final boss on hard mode is like the worst thing ever. Uh, Can I ask what the final boss is? Are are we cool to get into spoilers? Yeah, I I think it's Sonic. I think it's been out long enough for people to play it. And and for me personally, just fucking spoil it. I don't care anymore. I messaged you right when I beat it and I said it was awful. So it's so shit. It is so bad. (laughs) So so what is it? It said the scene for me. All right. This whole game, they're building up this like mysterious entity, right? Yeah. We find out that like, like this whole island was like the home of these like ancient beings from like another planet. And they, they brought the chaos emeralds to earth. Like they're from space. And there was like this this entity that destroyed their old planet and it's come back so now it's up to sonic and his new friend sage the the ai girl to fight it Mm -hmm. and you think it's gonna be like and this thing is like possess the moon you're fighting the fucking moon really it's like that okay yeah it's like oh my god this is gonna be like insane you want to talk about spectacle you want to talk about spectacle (sighs) okay we'll get this so on the third island they introduce this like hacking mini game where it's oh. like this top-down space shooter, or like, do you know what Ikaruga like, is? No, but is it like near Automata? It's kind of, I uh, kind of like in that game. It's kind of uh, my first thought when I saw it was Undertale. I'll be honest. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm getting an image of what you're talking about. You're like this. Sh- you can shoot two projectiles, like a white one and a black one, and like if your ship is white, you don't take damage from white bullets, but if your ship is but you do take damage from the other ones, right? That okay. makes sense. So they introduce this hacking mini game, and it's like, okay, that's fine for like a hacking mini game, like I guess, like you do like three times, sure, whatever. And then <laughs> on the fourth island, after you beat the Titan, that's when the final boss shows up. So I beat the fourth Titan like in like a minute. It's like, oh, that sucks. But I guess the new final boss showed up. It's hard mode exclusive. It's probably something sick. That fucking wait. Ha- the final boss is hard mode exclusive. Yeah, I thought it was just like one phase. It is one phase because I think it's like it just shows the cutscene where they beat it instead. Like, oh, the- really? Yeah, that feels kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, wait till you fucking find out what that boss actually is. Oh no, okay. That fucking hacking mini game—that's the final boss. It's just a space okay. shooter, and it's the size of the moon. And it's the size of the moon. Like that's how they end the game—a game filled with fucking hype bosses. They end it with that. I wish we we recorded our cameras this podcast because I, I i wish you could see the look on my face right now and when i said it, it's like undertale like the music is like the same kind of orchestra thing that game does like Are you it's fucking, fucking... Me? <laughs> it's so bad like I, they... I would i would have been fucking mad if i if i had finished the game and oh I, it's a horrible way to go mad. out on the game because like i like the game i think it's i think it's good i'll say it's good but when i finished that boss it was such a horrible last impression i was like wow that was fucking stupid Wow. Wow. That's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I, all I'm thinking is, like, oh, God, and I hate saying this, but, like, what were they thinking? 
I, I'm curious, like, why they chose to end it like that, too. Yeah. Like, what made them think, yeah, this is how we're going to end the game? Yeah, let's just use It'll the hacking minigame. Like, did they run out of money or something? Like, run out of time, budget? Actually, that could have been it. Because people are saying the game's rushed. I think, uh, all right, well, do we want to do a quick side tangent about uh, cyberspace? Uh, sure. I think cyberspace is fun, but it, it's kind of a... It's funny that uh, as much as I hate on the open world, whenever I play cyberspace, I would just be like, oh, can I get this over with so I can go back to the, uh, yeah, to the uh, open world? I think cyberspace is kind of crappy. I think especially because it's like, I've played... I'm not a major Sonic fan, but I've played most of the games. I think the only ones I haven't played is uh, Colors, which is unfortunate because I've heard it's so good. Well, uh, and I what version of Colors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, original. Um, and I haven't played sonic adventure one and oh six i know i've played a fair bit of two when i was a kid i beat shadow beat heroes uh oh i didn't play secret rings i, I beat black knight greatest sonic game ever mm-hmm. um beat unleashed beat <laughs> forces beat mania um and, and and sorry when i say sonic i mean 3d sonic i didn't play much of the 2d stuff growing up yeah. but uh whenever i'd play the cyberspace levels especially given that it feels like every fucking Sonic game needs to revisit the same three levels over and over again, i.e. Green Hill, Chemical Plant, and the fucking Sky level, they're boring. Like, there was one level that was in Sky Garden, and it's like, well, I've seen this aesthetic before. It's not new. It's not very interesting. Green Hill... Is Green Hill a copy and paste from another Sonic game? Green Hill? That's just, like, Sonic 1. But it's in, like, every fucking game. But, no, I mean the layout itself. Like, I got deja vu playing the layout of that level. The layouts, I'm pretty sure most of them are remakes. Because it's like, I understand, oh, it's Sonic Memories and whatnot, but Generations did that. Generations did that, and it did it better. Yeah, and and I just, every cyberspace level, I just kind of got... It was like, I would see the aesthetic of the level and I'd be like, oh, it's it's a remake of, like, this kind of zone. And then I'd be like, well, I'm bored now. They are. I've like, seen this before. They're all like kind of remakes. And I think that like goes into like highlighting <laughs> just how not well this style of gameplay works in the cyberspace. What style of gameplay? Like the open area, like gameplay. Like they just take that and they put it in the cyberspace levels. Yeah. And it doesn't fit well at all. Like Sonic is this fucking washed up quarterback who could have gone pro had his leg not given out. And so yeah, all he, he does is just stop talking his... about the stories of the high school football game where he caught yeah. the ball and he got touchdown. He, he, yeah, exactly. He caught the ball at fucking green Hill. Bobby Boucher came back at halftime and the mud dogs yeah, like, won the bourbon bowl. Like Sonic, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. You went to a chemical plant. We all know. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's your, it's your fucking uncle coming over. He's like, let me tell you this one time we went to chemical plant zone. Oh, you should have seen it, buddy. There was oil and fire everywhere. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I just, I just asked if you wanted to get dinner. It's served. And he just it doesn't stop fucking talking about it. Hey, want to go back to this memory? Want to go back to this memory? And it's like, no, just put me back in the open world. That's what's fun. That's what's unique about this game. That's And that's what's funny is that I don't even like the open world. I just want something that isn't a fucking rehash. It's just new, so I'll take it. Anyways, the three games that I noticed they took the most from were Adventure 2, Generations, and Unleashed. How do you even take from Generations? Generations in itself is just a fucking the chemical. Hits. There's a chemical plant level in like the first area, I think, where it's just the chemical plant from Generations. Oh my god. It's, the, it's like almost the same layout. 
And something I do appreciate about cyberspace is that there are strictly 3D levels and strictly 2D levels. There aren't ones that, like, transition in and out. But the thing is, the levels that they take from are from games that are designed with those... Their controls are designed with those layouts in mind. Like, they take Metal Harbor from Adventure 2, just the whole stage, and they put it in the game. And it's significantly lamer. Not just because of the chemical plant layout, but because the game doesn't feel designed with it. It feels like kind of like just a like a rom hack (laughs) (laughs) and like whenever i got to a cyberspace level you're right i agree where it's just like let's just get this over with so i can go back to the shit that i actually like yeah go back to the thing that's actually new and somewhat interesting yeah if like this game had totally original layouts totally original aesthetics where it's cyberspace levels i would not mind calling this game like great like i think this is like the thing that holds it back for me the most i I think there's i have a lot of problems with like almost every aspect of the game so i find it harder to enjoy but i'm coming to a very very poor realization right now i am thinking about how this compares to other sonic games and people are gonna get mad at me for this i think i'd rather play sonic forces than play the cyberspace levels oh okay i thought you said the whole game yeah Forces. the whole game i i don't know just because i it's hard to compare one's open world, one's linear. But if we're talking about just cyberspace, the I'd rather play Sonic Forces. Um, I would probably say I would agree. Then when I go back to play Forces and I remember everything's just like a hallway, then I'd say no. Cause At least it's a like nice looking hallway. Is it though? Yeah, it doesn't have a stupid fucking glitch gif put on top of the screen. But it still has Green Hill and Chemical Plant. Oh yeah, absolutely. But again, the stage. Oh no, it Sonic does have Green Hill, Sand Hill. And the stages in Sonic Forces are like 30 seconds tops. So if you don't like one, just just blink a few times and you'll be on to the next one. <laughs> you hold down the boost button and then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like I, I, I think there's some, uh, like the two missions where you're going through uh, the city as it's burning down and shit and uh, it's being attacked in forces. I think those are some of the better levels in the game. And I think and I think the music in, in those levels is uh, really good too. I just can't agree. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I like Forces more than the average person. I know it's a... Uh, it's your first it's Switch take. game. What's my first Switch game? <laughs> well, and that... Okay, so that's that's what I also think. I also wonder if I'm being harsher on Forces because... Or harsher on Frontiers because when I got Forces, I could only afford that game. And I had to like <laughs> just only play that. Now, I can afford to just not complete a game. Like, as a teenager, it's like, oh, well, when I didn't have a job, and even when I did, it was like, I need to make my money last... And so I'm only going to buy this game and I'm going to 100% complete it until next paycheck. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty sure both you and I, that's why we used to get platinum trophies all the time. Yeah, and it's because like you want to get the most out of your games. <laughs> and and I, Here I am saying that, but I got all the achievements in Sonic Frontiers. Well, it's because you like the game and I'm not hating on you for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying that like I wonder if I'm becoming more like harsh now because I know that I don't have to do it. I can just go like play something else. Mm-hmm. And maybe, so maybe if I, maybe the reason I enjoyed Forces was because it's like, I had to play it. You literally it, so could I, not do something else. I, like, I acquired a taste it. for it. You beat the game in like the 15 minutes that it takes. Yeah. And so, and so who knows? And I, and to be fair, I haven't played Forces since then. But yeah, I just, anyways, I, I don't like cyberspace very much. And on the whole, again, I have to remind you, I, I haven't finished the game. Well, so, I think you not finishing the game might say something about your feelings towards it. Yeah, but when I say the things that I don't like, um, I'm basically saying discount my opinion because I haven't finished the game. 
I wouldn't say discount, more so just big grain acknowledge that it comes from a place of this is what I think right now, and I don't have interest in finishing it. Yeah, my work in progress review that will never be finished is uh, <laughs> I think the game controls well enough and it has fine ideas, but it is so content with doing the bare minimum that it becomes worse than a bad game. It's a boring game. I wouldn't say it does the bare minimum. I'd say that its ambitious ideas are hampered by what feels like mandates or a lack of boss confidence. fight is the bare minimum. I think things like the Strider boss fight and, o- and most of the overworld boss fights are the bare minimum. Um, I Not think the you're Titans. silly because like I said, it's all about how it all filters into a one gameplay loop rather than individual facets. Yeah, and I think the individual facets don't uh, create a, a hole that's greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, and I disagree. That's why this is called Polar Opposites, Nolan. No, it's because fuck you, Nick. You're not allowed to disagree with me. <laughs> I'm a Sonic fan on Kofi and let me have this. We we get <laughs> all the L's. For the past 10 years it's been nothing but L's, but now that we got a W, it's not like the best looking W. It has like it's a little shaky. It's got a little rust on it. It's a little, little rusty W. It's like it's kind of crooked, so it's like, you know, I I'm a, like a first grade teacher just letting it slip by. Like they'll get better. Oh man. That's what I mean. Sonic Sonic fan standards are so fucking low these days. <laughs> Okay, Gotham Knights enjoy. Okay, my standards are my standards going into Gotham Knights were low, and actually, I I think they were still disappointed because that game. Oh, sorry. One last thing, I will give Sonic Forces that the game runs well. Forces or Frontiers? Oh, sorry, Frontiers. <laughs> um, Frontiers runs really well for me. I had no issues with frame rate or uh, crashing or anything like that. I also didn't have a lot of glitches, um, which I think I might be in the minority on that based on some of the clips I've seen online, but I, I can appreciate that it runs well on, oh, we played it on PC by the way. Yeah. And I had no issues on that front and compared to Gotham Knights, which I have footage of it dropping below nine frames per second is <laughs> really good. Very happy um, with that. I think uh, to regard your topic on performance, I think the next game, I, that's probably not going to happen because they can't give up the Nintendo money is I think the next game should be built with SSDs in mind because while the pop-in is something I adjusted to, it does look pretty bad. Yeah. And I think that we're at the point now where if we want to have a character, like Sonic is so fast at this point that our modern hardware cannot keep up. We have to, we have to go further beyond. We need to get blast processing. We need our hard drives that have blast processing, otherwise known as SSDs. And I'm pretty sure if this game... Was a PlayStation Five, an Xbox Series, whatever, like exclusive games, consoles that are ninth gen. Yeah, is it the ninth gen? Oh fucking no anymore. Whatever this generation is now, PlayStation Five and shit, like consoles that come with SSDs. I'm pretty sure if it was made with that in mind, it could have been probably even more. It would have not only ran better, but probably could have done more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is fuck Nintendo. This game still runs better than the new Pokemon game, if you've seen footage of that. And Gotham Knights. And Gotham Knights. Possibly even combined. Because, again, uh, Pokemon, your standards should not be very high. But Gotham Knights, it should have been. It should have ran a lot better than it did. <laughs> have you seen footage of Scarlet and Violet? Yes, it's it's really bad. <laughs> it's that. If you want Copium. Yeah. Th- there you go. Okay, so... Overall, uh, do you want to just give some closing thoughts on the game? And then I want to move on to actually talking about the the copium of the Sonic fan base. 
Okay. Uh, overall closing thoughts. I like the game. I think it has a lot of problems, but I think that this is a direction that I would like to see the series go into. Maybe shave off some of the fat, aka the cyberspace, and then we'll have something probably pretty good. I agree. I think uh, if you shave off again some of the fat, uh, like cyberspace, the boss fights, the enemies, <laughs> the, the running uh, around the platform, maybe change them to Mario. Probably the story, the uh unlock a bunch of stuff so that you can talk to a character just for that character to be like mm, i like the color pink and then the cutscene end um you know get rid of that that'd be cool uh, i think i think there's a good game here it's just not uh for me and but i like the open world style and i like the the idea and i think if they do uh, frontiers 2 or tears of the frontiers as we're uh as i would expect them to go in another direction that is shamelessly saying like hey you guys like breath of the wild i think uh it, it could be good but i don't think it's good here i think this is a a boring game and i have no intentions of finishing it and and it sucks because i feel like i really want to like it because i keep going back to it i keep going back to it thinking like oh maybe i'm just like in, maybe i'm not in the right mood and then i go back to it and i think no no this game puts me in the in a bad mood i'm disappointed but let's talk about the sonic fan base who uh sonic forces for a good few days after its release, not Forces, Frontiers, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Frontiers had a very high user score on Metacritic. I think it still has a high Steam community score right now. Yeah, it still has. Um, okay, so Sonic Frontiers has a, a, a critic score of 79 on PC and an 8.6 for user score. Oh my god. You want to see what it has on Steam? What? It has an overwhelmingly positive on Steam, mm. aka ninety-five percent of the seven point six thousand views are positive. Oh my god, that is very interesting. Yeah, I just I don't understand how like people are saying I'm seeing like nine out of ten. <laughs> mm. It's very interesting. You know what's even more interesting? What the um <laughs> some of the without naming names. Dunky. Some of the critical reviews of this game. <laughs> Dunky. No, not him. Someone else. Okay, sorry. This review uh, insinuated that the people at Sonic Team are talentless hacks. <laughs> 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 Which um, I personally wouldn't go that far because I, I don't think Shit. any of us know who are working on this game personally. Seems very a uh, little a little uh, insensitive. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the counter hype, like you know, how when something is like people like it, there's like that group of counter hype surrounding it. Uh, yeah. I think for this game specifically, it's been very brutal towards it. People like post pictures of like the popping or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's a problem. I agree. But mm -hmm. it's still like people are treating it like it's the worst thing ever. Yet Scarlet and Violet just came out, and that game has literal environments popping in as you're playing the game, like surrounding the players at like two FPS. It's like. Come on, man. I think uh, I, I saw a lot of controversy regarding a donkey video on this game. Yeah. Uh, I think there are... But I think this is an issue with uh, internet viewers, too, is that donkey is not a critic. Donkey makes reviews that he calls dunk views, and then he just makes random-ass videos on games where he's basically just playing the game and showing footage of it and just saying, like, ha-ha, look at, look at me, I'm funny, man. And I'm not saying that to hate. I'm just saying, like, that just watch any of his fucking videos it's clear like he's just making jokes and shit and just having a good time i don't think he's trying to be like this sophisticated critic and, and so he posts a video on sonic frontiers and i literally think it's just called sonic frontiers 
Yeah, it's, it's literally, it, the title is just Sonic Frontiers. It's eight minutes of him playing the game and being like, oh yeah, this game sucks or whatever, like whatever. And then at the end of the video, he makes a joke and I'm clicking on it. It shows, <laughs> it shows the, the user score for Sonic Frontiers, which at the time was an 8.8, .8, all right? And then he shows the user score for Mario Odyssey, 8.9. Metal Gear Solid, 8.2. So people think that Sonic uh, Frontiers is better than Metal Gear Solid 5. Which it is. Uh, they think it's better than Uncharted 4. Or sorry, on Absolutely. par with Uncharted 4. And they think it's better than Elden Ring. Elden Ring has a 7.8. Yeah, the community has spoken. So he did not say anything. He just said, oh, it's kind of it's kind of funny that this game is, is better than all these other games that are like very critically acclaimed. And then a bunch of people started review bombing Sonic uh, Frontier's user score. Uh, hence why it's now a bit lower. And uh, like... <laughs> Sorry, this this is just like funny to look at. Um, people are now mad at Dunkey saying that he told his fans to go do it. And now fans are giving it 10 out of 10 to make it seem better than it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? To try and balance it out. Yeah. And so it's like all discourse around this game is so fucking stupid. Because if you say you don't like it, it's like, oh, you're just a Dunkey fan. You don't even like Sonic. Get the fuck out of here, loser. And then if you do like it, they're like, <laughs> lol, copium, your game sucks. <laughs> it's insane and i don't think one i don't think donkey deserves any hate because i don't think he did anything wrong he made a fucking joke and and i will i also don't think he should be held accountable for what like a bunch of random people do especially when he doesn't explicitly tell them yeah. there are people in the reviews who are like i watched donkey's video and saw that this game looks like shit um but i've seen the donkey video he's not like he's literally just playing the game like there is no oh this game sucks and here's why like it, it's just He's playing the game, and the game looks bad because well, the game looks bad. And I also agree in that I think it's fucking hilarious that people are huffing so much copium that they think Frontiers is better than Breath of the Wild, better than Elden Ring, a game I didn't even like, better than um, better than Hades, critically acclaimed game, uh, better than Uncharted 4, which I would say is miles better than Frontiers hard to compare but it you know what i mean so it's like I, I don't think he's i think he's just saying like look how funny this is look how look how much sonic fans are coping but is there anything wrong with liking sonic frontiers more than those games though no no but i i think it is um i i would i feel sh just as strongly as many other people in the idea that sonic frontiers is uh not better than that game than, than whatever the games i just listed um i can agree yeah like look i i think frontiers is is not an awful game i certainly don't think it deserves like <laughs> i certainly don't think the developers are, are talentless hacks <laughs> but i i do think that there there is a uh I, I don't think there's any universe where i say sonic frontiers comes close to uncharted 4 and even like let's let's make another comparison and this is why review scores are fucking stupid by the way um because comparing scores is a very uh, narrow-minded means of reviewing or critiquing something. Uh, but I just want to see... Like, for example, uh, Sonic Frontiers has a 8.3 on PS5, and Miles Morales has a 7.6. I cannot, under any reality, get behind the idea that Miles Morales is almost, more, almost an entire point worse than Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, I agree. I've been a hater this episode and i apologize yeah, you're a hater. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been very much a hater and i uh I, again i haven't finished the game and if you like the game i.e your nick and you like the game keep playing it enjoy it I, I like 
I'm never going to come here and be like, oh, this game's fucking dog shit. If you like it, you're a stupid child or an idiot. It's just like, I, I didn't like it. And and yeah. so you know what I'm going to do? This, this, is a, this is a fucking crazy idea, right? Because I didn't like the game, I'm just going to not play it and mind my own fucking business. I'm not going to go on Twitter or on a review website and try to call people fucking idiots for disliking the game, which is, or for liking the game, which is exactly what's happening. Somebody will post a clip and be like, oh, I've been loving Sonic Frontiers. People got to go in their replies and be like, mm, actually, I think the game's shit. That's stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> if you just like the game, just don't fucking play it. And also, just... don't do the opposite of that. Like, toxic yes. positivity is a thing. And even the developers of this game, the director of the game, he said that feedback is welcomed. So I think people who do have legitimate grievances with this game should let those critiques be heard. Yeah, nothing. So, again, like if you want to put out a tweet and be like, I didn't like Sonic Frontiers and this is why there's nothing wrong with that. We're not saying you yeah. can't criticize it or praise it, but or do what I do and find mouse cursors in some of the games like images and post a picture at it and people freak the fuck out. Yeah, case in point where it's like I post a picture going, hi, that's pretty funny. And pe some people are seething. Yeah. Like, going, oh, man, look how bad this game is. Or, oh, this guy just hates the game. It's like, holy fuck, I didn't say anything. I'm just sitting here drinking my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Drink it. I'm just sitting over here drinking my Dr. Beber. <laughs> my my Chilean Tillier Mountain Day. I got my Chilean in one hand and my Tillier Mountain Dew in the other. You got a Chilean one? How do you even eat the chili? You just blow it up to your mouth pour, and drink it. Pour it into your mouth. <laughs> Get it all in my shirt. Well, this this was fun. It, it, this is the first time I think we've just talked specifically about one game for an entire episode. And a pretty long episode, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess... I apologize for being a hater because I'm normally Mr. Positive when it comes to uh, games, I like to think. And I think yeah. normally my standards are much lower than everyone else. Um, I.e. like I can play, but I, I think, and I've realized this about myself more, is that I need to play something that is engaging. And even if it's, I will take a bad game over a boring game. And so, the, and that's just like a personal preference thing. Like uh, some games like... I'm trying to think what's what's an awful game I've played recently. God of War. I mean, <laughs> Gotham Knights. Yeah, actually, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights has been frustrating at a lot of turns, but I was never bored while playing it, and so I've ultimately enjoyed that more. Even games like a uh, Tetris. Tetris does not have the same mechanical depth as basically any modern game today, but it is not boring. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Me and Nick have been playing that in our free time together. And I hate that game because I'm scared shitless the entire time I play it. But it's not boring. I'm not bored. And that's that's important for me. Also, you should spend your money on Miles Morales. It's great on PC and the mods are already amazing. I still haven't picked up the remaster of the uh, the first one yet. Skip the remaster. I'd say just go for Miles Morales. Are you sure? I would say a lot of the mods in the first game are just swinging mods to make it more like Miles Morales. I saw some pretty sick custom skins, though. Yeah, the custom skins are really, really nice. They put uh, the version of Venom from Fortnite in the game, and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Does he have a Moe head backpack? No. And I I changed my backpack, actually, because I now have uh, Gwen unlocked oh, yeah? in Fortnite. Yeah. I feel I feel like I let out a lot of anger this episode. Yeah. Jeez. I, and yeah, I think I needed to do that. Now I'm ready to go give it another try. And then you're going to get back to the fucking Strider fight. You're quitting. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's where I quit Um, the last time. I went back after telling you that I fucking hated the uh, the bull shark or just the shark. And 
I went back to and I beat the boss and I was like, okay, all right, we're done. And then I played for like another 10 minutes, came across another shark boss fight and immediately hit alt F4. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking like, I'm not doing this again. I can't, I can't do it. Oh man, feels bad. All right. I think we should wrap this up. I think so too. I am uh, happy we did this episode. I think it's, uh, I think it's good. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Nick. And thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, We didn't do a, question of the day but i think the question is pretty obvious what did you think of sonic forces frontiers fuck i mean, I guess forces too if you really want to yeah yeah tell us about forces if you well, like it's that. like the world's biggest sonic forces fan so no <laughs> tell okay, us but what you think about it so again forces is shit but it's it's not boring <laughs> you're so stupid i can't so boring all right all right let's go okay. all right bye guys